Afterwards, when she had brought her picture book, he asked, What horrid beasts have you there? And if his grandmother told them stories, he always interrupted her. Besides, if he could manage it, he would get behind her, put on her spectacles, and imitate her way of speaking. He copied all her ways, and then everybody laughed at him. He was soon able to imitate the gait and manner of everyone in the street. Everything that was peculiar and displeasing in them, that Kay knew how to imitate, and at such times all the people had said, The boy is certainly very clever. But it was the glass he had got in his eye, the glass that was sticking in his heart, which made him tease even little Gerda, whose whole soul was devoted to him. His games now were quite different to what they had formerly been. They were so very knowing. One winter's day, when the flakes of snow were flying about, he spread the skirts of his blue coat and caught the snow as it fell. Look through this glass, Gerda, said he, and every flake seemed larger and appeared like a magnificent flower or a beautiful star. It was splendid to look at. Look how clever, said Kay. That's much more interesting than real flowers. They are as exact as possible. There's not a fault in them, if they did not melt. It was not long after this that Kay came one day with large gloves on and his little sled at his back and bawled right into Gerda's ears. I have permission to go out into the square where the others are playing. And off he was in a moment. There in the marketplace, some of the boldest of the boys used to tie their sledges to the carts as they passed by. And so they were pulled along and got a good ride. It was so capital. Just as they were in the very height of their amusement, a large sled passed by. It was painted quite white, and there was someone in it, wrapped up in a rough white mantle of fur, with a rough white fur cap on his head. The sled drove round the square twice, and Kay tied on his sled as quickly as he could, and off he drove with it. On they went, quicker and quicker, into the next street, and the person who drove turned round to Kay and nodded to him in a friendly manner, just as if they knew each other. Every time he was going to untie his sled, the person nodded to him, and then Kay sat quiet, and so on they went, till they came outside the gates of the town. Then the snow began to fall so thickly that the little boy could not see an arm's length before him, but still on he went. When suddenly he let go of the string he held in his hand in order to get loose from the sled, but it was of no use. Still the little vehicle rushed on with the quickness of the wind. He then cried as loud as he could, but no one heard him. The snow drifted and the sled flew on, and sometimes it gave a jerk, as though they were driving over hedges and ditches. He was quite frightened, and he tried to repeat the Lord's Prayer, but all he could do, he was only able to remember the multiplication table.